If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Greetings, everybody, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked. I am your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me today are my fellow locksmiths, Peter Eichmanns, editor at IGN, and Casey Lynch, beard-in-chief. Hello. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Really hungover. Really hungover? <laughs> yeah, tell us a little bit about that. You were out drinking last night. Last night some, was... Uh, well, I wasn't some just, cool bros. I wasn't just out drinking with the bros. Um, <laughs> last night was Nighty Night, uh, which is a uh, charity... Um, event that's put on by the gaming industry and uh, all the proceeds go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation and um, a couple other things and uh, tons and tons of money was raised last night but um, I sat at the Nintendo table I had dinner with uh, Reggie Fils-Ami or Philzame or how <laughs> Reggie Philzame apparently the, that never came up last night it didn't hey, Reggie how do you say <laughs> your name? You say last name and while we're on the topic is it Ryu or Ryu I mean I should have just had the conversation with him trying to figure out things yeah. so it's good Afterwards, thing IGN hosted a party though at the Cliff Hotel, and um, we, we we tied a few on. Nice, so it was good. Painted the town red. Very good. But I'm really good, Stephen. How are you? Good. I'm great. I'm just doing absolutely lovely. It's been a real busy season here at IGN. Absolutely. But it's been amazing so far. It's pretty awesome. Okay, guys, let's jump right into it. Let's, let's. talk about the big thing: the uh, grenade chucking elephant in the room. <laughs> Battlefield Three. It'd, it'd only be like the elephant in the room if this was like this awkward thing we had to talk about, but I think it's on everyone's <laughs> minds. Uh, as you guys have probably read by now, I think the game is awesome. I loved it. I complained about the campaign. Uh, I talked about it being, you know, well-trodden ground. We've seen it before. We've heard it before, but I couldn't, regardless of those problems, regardless of the glitches, some of the issues, I could not get enough of the multiplayer. It's the kind of review I wanted to be over so I could go back to playing Battlefield 3. Now, I, I think what a lot of people who tuned in uh, to the review early 
um, ha- were curious about was how does it perform on Xbox 360? So when we originally mm-hmm. reviewed it, or Peter, when you did, uh, you reviewed it on PC. Yes. We have since uh, played it on 360, and we've posted a, a new review that's mm-hmm. 360. So talk a little bit about that. Well, what happened there is, and of course everyone was concerned when I put it up, that it looks, you know, at a glance, like the same review. And that's because so much of the review is content-based. It's about what's in the game, what makes the game fun, and what's wrong with it. But if you look at the Xbox 360 review, I rewrote an entire section on the graphics and some of the multiplayer components. Um, Because, frankly, the PC set some new bars in the graphics department. Like, it looks great. And it looks really good on Xbox as well. I mean, we can almost ignore the HD standard definition install that comes with the Xbox 360 version because, frankly, you're going to free up a gig and a half of space. You need to. Because it's, A, a big difference, and, B, it's not like you have to buy this extra pack. So once you install HD graphics, um, it looks really good on Xbox, but I know, and Steve and I have talked about this as well, like, it, it's not like heads and, t- heads and tails above uh, Battlefield Bad Company 2. Like, that was on the Frostbite 1.5 engine, and that game looked really good. It did. But um, here is Battlefield 3, and it's not like this whole new evolution of graphics that, like, things you've never seen before. It's just a more polished version of Bad Company 2 that looks really good, and they do a really good job with, like, light and dark and smoke effects and um, just some of the detail work throughout. And in the campaign, you notice especially, um, like, between the night levels and the day levels, like, there's some really good contrast. Nothing that gets quite to the point of PC, where, like, you open a door from a dark room and you're literally blinded by the sun. It doesn't do that so much on the console versions, Xbox version. But um, overall, it still, it looks great. And, you know, be, not, it, we're, the reviews are never a matter of PC versus Xbox. Right. That's I, what I think people need to understand to some I, extent. And I think the idea is, though, um, to look at what's different. And if there is something that's considerably markedly different, um, to, to note all those things. In fact, a lot of times we'll play the games uh, on all the platforms. And if there really is no distinguishable difference, yeah. we'll, just, we'll take the same review and will run it on each of the platforms, and it will stand for uh, for the game as a whole, for, yeah. for the release. And so one of the things that you might be wondering about, like, let's talk about the difference right here. On PC, you can play with up to 64 players. Right. The maps are huge, and in if you're playing a Conquest style, which is like a capture point, where you have to go, you know, raise a flag and hold that point from your opposition, uh, 64 players, and there's five Conquest points. But you move it over to Xbox 360, and there's a 24-player cap. And you might have heard the news we were talking about, and I wrote about it in the review. Um, Dice actually narrowed up some of the multiplayer maps, but it is actually quite subtle. What they really did is, um, on the PC, the spawn points are so far away from the action um, that you're actually treading through a lot of empty ground just to get to the fight. But what they did on PC or uh, 360 is they brought the, the spawn points in, so they tightened up the maps and the actual battlefield areas up a little bit, and the, in Conquest maps, there's only three capture points instead of five. But regardless, it doesn't take away from what I really loved about the game, which is that just the feeling of scale is still there. The fun with the vehicles, the jets, the helicopters, the, the classes, the destructibility, yep. it's all still there. <clears throat> yeah, you know, what's interesting with the spawn points being moved, I found, having played both, um, I, I liked that a little bit better. That was one thing that uh, that w- when you spawn way way out and you're you know if you're not next to a vehicle you're yeah. just running you're like I can sprint forever in Battlefield yay it's, <laughs> yeah you know you're sitting it takes there away for from a, a little good bit. you know twenty thirty seconds before you get into anything so yeah. I actually 
found it uh, more enjoyable to just spawn yeah, right Yeah, to that into, extent, you're right back in the action right, right now, away. Now, granted, one thing I also noticed, and for people who are playing Battlefield 3 right now, you'll, I'm sure, uh, get this. People are camping spawn points. Like, so yeah, when you do spawn closer to the action, you're going to find every now and then you're just going to spawn and die because there's, you know, a couple uh, well positioned snipers just, you See, know, ready to, to put a beat on your head. But what my, what I don't understand when people complain about that is Battlefield, more than any other online game, gives you options around campers. You can spawn on your squad, you can spawn directly into a vehicle without ever peeking your head out. And you can basically spawn to any conquest point in that type of map that you guys have captured. So there's, you know, there's half a dozen ways around spawning at your normal, uh, like the, the standard spawn point. Um, if you're just getting camped on. And sure, I've been in a situation where I've been, we've been held down by snipers pretty badly in the spawn point mm -hmm. and couldn't really get around it. But it's it's a team-based game. You need to talk to your team. You need to mark. Mark your targets. So if you know where the right. sniper is, mark them so your team can see them. Yep. And, you and you do can, that by... Uh, uh, you hit the back button. With the back button, yeah. correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what you can do, like, sure, you're playing assault and you want to help your team as a medic, <clears throat> but just if you die, spawn as a sniper, spawn as recon, and snipe them right back. You can tell where they are. There's mm -hmm. a glint of the scope. And snipe them back, guys. Just snipe them right back. Do snipe it. Them. So, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. It just it was interesting. It's an yeah. observation yeah. that, you know, it in a lot of other games... It's harder, I think, to, to pull off spawn camping. And, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of games really try to discourage that and, you know, balance it out. Mm -hmm. But I think it was actually, it, it adds a new element of, like, you know, intensity and an urgency to, like, get the hell out of that spawn yeah. point. Yeah, it's extreme spawning. It is. I mean, once, if, if you get that, that choke point where the other team is literally just boxing you into your spawn point and you know you're dying left and right you really have to you know re-strategize and think up exactly. some new ways to deal with that and that's that's why i'm in love with the multiplayer there's 101 ways to do anything in that mm -hmm. game it's like the maps are so big you can sneak every which way you can knock down walls into buildings you can find a new way to do it um but i understand there are certain areas of certain maps where you can get locked down but i i don't see why there's not a way around it and I know out there, everyone, uh, there's some uh, sigh. Sigh. There's some growing pains with uh, the servers. I know right, they've been was... coming up and down, especially yep. since launch. And for anyone curious about the reviews, um, I got the copy. You saw probably our live stream on Monday. I got the copy right after that, started playing, took it home, played multiplayer late into the night. Um, and that was before the server problem started. So I got the full experience on both Xbox and PlayStation before everything started going awry. Yeah, and going awry is a loose term. I mean, yeah. honestly, anytime you put a tremendous amount of stress on a server, you're going mm -hmm. to have situations like it's very common for a game on launch day uh, to have uh, some server problems. So I, I think it yeah. will become an actual problem if we're still talking about this next week. Exactly. Or, you know, even in a couple of days. So uh, my, my guess is that things are going to get kind of uh, buttoned up here. And it, I, I logged on, um, and, and I didn't have any problems. Yeah. So I think it's sort of... Uh, inter growing inter pains. And you know. I love uh, the server browser on the console yep. versions. Yep. That's not, you know, a lot of online mm -hmm. games don't have that. You can't pick pick and choose as easily or see, you know, the ping and how many players yeah. are in there already. Usually, you just quick match up in most games. But yeah. And, and you can pull open you your up. friends list and mm -hmm. just immediately drop right into whatever game any of your friends are playing, which yeah. is an awesome feature. And it's it nice to be able to kind of rearrange your squads on the fly, I found, too. Um, I was playing with, like, Tina and Scotty Lowe and some other guys the other night, and was, we were just having a blast. 
It's really mm-hmm. good. Cool. Um, one thing that came up, um, just to note, uh, was, okay, so <clears throat> Battlefield 3 got a, a 9, and we kind of uh, found the single-player campaign wanting, but we love the multiplayer yeah. campaign. So yeah. I, I think in the same way, like, look at a, a game like... Um, like Dead Space 2, exactly. the same sort of thing was the case where the single-player campaign was so strong that we felt like, okay, um, even though the multiplayer uh, portion of Dead Space 2 wasn't the best, and you know that's pr- probably not why people are buying Dead Space 2. Yeah. I think the mm-hmm. same goes for Battlefield 3. Yeah, it so. sets a precedent that yeah. the opposite is also okay. Yeah, and it, it's not even so much that it's okay. I think the point, um, it, it, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but... It seems to me that you found the multiplayer so good that you you were okay with saying, okay, yeah, so the single player, they put it in there. They're trying to compete with Call of Duty. Call of Duty obviously um, has a single player component that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's short but sweet and it has this cinematic Call of Duty stuff. And I think, you know, Battlefield 3 squarely was positioning itself, or EA rather, with Battlefield 3 um, to sort of go toe to toe. Uh, above and beyond the call. Exactly. Um, and they had to have that single-player uh, component in there. But um, even though that wasn't the strongest part of the offering, uh, because the multiplayer was so great, that's sort of uh, what compelled that score in the way that you Absolutely. approached the review. Yeah. Because what we do at the end of the day, we ask ourselves, is the game fun? And it is. Seriously. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the mindset to disagree with you about the games graphics oh hmm. i i kind of find them (laughs) oh well look at you Mm. um i i don't know i think there wasn't nearly the leap that i was expecting between bad company 2 and battlefield 3 now Um, on pc or on xbox i'm just talking xbox i I haven't played pc i'm sure the pc looks fantastic it does it really It really does. It does. It's so I, I, full disclosure, I can't speak for the PC version, only the 360 one. But um, I've noticed a lot of, like, kind of buggy graphics, um, some weird textures, some pop-in, some stuff that, you know, didn't really deliver on what I thought that was going to happen with this game. Um, and... I think that, you know, the the lighting is kind of weird. I mean, I, I get how it would look really cool on the PC just with the whole, you know, ocular adjustment and that mm-hmm. type of stuff. Um, but to me, it just feels like a really, you know, washed out kind of blurry. Um, it, it looks like I'm playing a Michael Bay movie. I mean, everything's just super bright. <laughs> that, so yeah. obviously you, you got to the Transformers <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, what, spoiler. Spoiler. I took on Ooh, I took on Soundwave. It was pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, I actually was. Uh, I was a little surprised when you turned <laughs> when you turned in the 360 review. I thought you were gonna uh, score it a little bit lower than the PC. So because mm-hmm. you know the, the it's not like a giant drop. Like if you play the PC and you play the 360, you're not going to to think, oh my god, this is a completely different game mm-hmm. and it looks completely different. But mm-hmm. you can. You can see it. You can tell, but so. yeah. I mean, that's just it. I was trying to stay away from making it a versus argument, and I was comparing it to the other, you know, offerings on Xbox 360. And so I definitely um, I took the graphics score down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people could argue I didn't take it down far enough. But when I was looking at you know the the overall score, a nine, and asking myself, do I want to bring this down? Is it um, you know, how does it compare to the other games on 360? And I, I couldn't get past the fact of how much fun I was still having with multiplayer. So I just, I let it stand. I, I'd argue that as an Xbox 360 game, as a PC game, as a PS3 game, it's just fun as hell. Oh and yeah, it's extremely fun. I mean, as, as kind of disappointed I was in the, in the look of the game, mm-hmm. I just love the gameplay. It's yeah. such a blast. 
so Man, much fun. That's <laughs> you're disappointed in the looks of Battlefield Three. That's interesting. That well, hey, it's just me. No, no, I, I just <laughs> yeah, I, I was expecting a little bit more. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, I hear you. So. Cool. Well, what what the heck else are we playing, guys? What the heck? Well, last week Peter and I went to we a did. Halo anniversary event. We Haloed it up. Whoa. We did for for hours. It's the first time I've gotten my hands on anniversary. Yeah, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Not really. Like I knew you know what anniversary is. <laughs> no, I wasn't actually. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. I had fun with it. And uh, I've, uh, anyone listening, by the time this podcast is live, you'll probably be able to read about my experiences already. Um, but I was just joking, like, I walked into uh, the campaign, and you get, fly, you know, you escape the Pillar of Autumn, and you get onto Halo, and the first time you get to drive a warthog, you enter in that alien facility, you know? And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is, this is a man-made structure, or this isn't a natural formation. And you're driving the warthog around, and you get to that first light bridge, where you have to get out of your warthog, go find the switch. And uh, I was walking around, I was like, where the hell is the switch? I can't, I can't remember where the switch for the light bridge is. Because there's this really narrow path up to one of the mm-hmm. angles. And I was sitting there, I was like, holy shit, I had this exact same problem 10 years ago. I remember walking <laughs> into this room and being like, where's the switch? What do I do next? What is this Halo game? And I, I did it the exact same thing 10 years later with Halo Anniversary. And I was like, you know what, this, this is doing it right. This is a, a proper just re- <laughs> revealing the story. I got disoriented and I'm lost still again, an guys. idiot. <laughs> High five, three, four, three. Halo Anniversary proves I'm still an idiot. So. so wait a second, does that mean we should be concerned about the library again? Oh man! You guys, you guys oh, remember the library level? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's not going to get any easier. <laughs> I think it's a point of game design. So often we're just fed like waypoints, like now walk ten feet this way, now right. walk ten feet this way. That th- this comes from a time we're where it's spoiled. very much like yeah. you know what you're supposed to do, but you're n- nobody's holding your hand to get there. So yes, library. I'm assuming is going to be just as bad. Now yeah. th- that was a somewhat loaded question because we've actually talked a little bit about the library. Three four three actually are addressing it just a little bit to keep you moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The problem with the library is you just get turned around really easily because yeah. the architecture within um, the space just it, it it's all I can't think right now because my my brain's hazy but everything looks exactly the same based on where you're standing. He's making hand motions yeah. to describe I am. this. Can everyone. you guys see what I'm doing at home? <laughs> Listen, listen to his hand motions, guys. <laughs> but so, um, so you guys played portions of the single player campaign, yeah. and um, then you also played multiplayer. Yeah, mm-hmm. multiplayer is a blast. I think it's really good. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it's it's pretty much like they took Reach's multiplayer mm-hmm. element and just added in some like a greatest hits collection of maps. Yeah, I mean, it's not super far removed from what we've been playing with Reach, but you know, as a as a multiplayer suite to be offered to people, it's it's really cool. I mean, and and it does kind of give you a little bit of a nostalgic look at some previous Halo maps yeah, that exactly. have been retooled with, with you know, the Reach engine in mind. I was a little surprised, actually, at the, the delay when you're switching between graphics. Yeah, it's a brief pause. I yeah, mean, it's it, not... the screen goes black, and then it'll fade back in. But when I was, you know, initially reading previews and watching trailers, I was like, oh, it's instant. Just snap, 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 mm-hmm. back and forth. But it's not quite like that. You know, no. because two seconds is too long. I can't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> I am a modern time, man. man. I demand things now. 343, you're on notice. <laughs> Give me old graphics. No. But it's, it's funny, like, Steve and I were talking, like... Um, because I, I had left a certain part out of what I was writing, and it's this fact that after 10 years, there's like a whole generation of people that have never played the original Halo. Yeah, that's like, mind-blowing They're probably me. awesome at armor locking and Halo Reach, but like uh-huh. they're not used to the 
the mad leaps Master Chief had in Halo 1 and the lack of the space weapon jump. kickback. Space mm-hmm. jump. Space jumping. It's good times. <laughs> Fall damage. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's plenty of listeners and readers who are 15, 18 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they were five yeah, when, when yeah. Halo came out, you know, that which is... It's Jeez. it's a it's amazing and um, mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it's a great opportunity to play a great game and obviously be able to swap back and forth um, and it, I think there's probably even plenty of kind of more modern gamers I guess that just maybe got into games yeah. more recently that haven't been playing for years and years and years that are getting familiar with the newer Halo games right. um, this is a chance for them to be able to play it without having to buy like a you know an old original Xbox yeah. game uh, yeah. or download it because I believe it's on games on demand isn't it uh, just the regular CE yes yeah. Um, there's no online or wait, there wasn't any online. To with. I, I meant, yeah. I meant yeah. uh, but, so the single with Halo two, they turned off the, the online servers. Oh, like well, a yeah, year ago. A ago yeah. yeah. A year or two. Yeah. So at any rate, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's looking like it's a, a good package. Uh, the time that I played, um, that I spent with it, uh, playing the multiplayer and the single player, I had a great time when we were doing Halo Fest that was, uh, mm-hmm. earlier this summer. So, yeah, I find it funny. Uh, I noticed on our we did like our Grand Theft Auto Three recollections for that anniversary, the tenth mm-hmm. anniversary, mm-hmm. and you know we all wrote up the first time we played Grand Theft Auto Three, that kind of thing. And I just looked at one of the comments that was like, "God, you guys are old." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that's man. true. I mean, the, the thing about Halo, we could do the same exact thing exactly. with Halo, and all it would be is like going over to my friend Mike's house and eating pizza, <laughs> and everybody lagging, uh, lugging their uh, their monitors and their TVs, yep. and and having just crazy LAN parties. Wow. <laughs> yeah, um, when I was going to school, we had a uh, we had a LAN connection in our dorm. Oh, nice! And everyone, you didn't even have to go into the same room or anything. You could just jack your uh, Xbox into your LAN and get your ass kicked. In my case. Um, in you're their not, case, it was kick other people's asses. You're not, uh, you're not mad skilled with the halos. No, I wasn't then. I'm but pretty, now, but now, now you've been training I'm, for ten years. That's now right. I am moderately better. Guys. <laughs> you hear that? I have big, back. I've stepped up a level to <laughs> adequate. Ten years ago, shoppers back. Not so much. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so Halo Anniversary is coming exclusively to Xbox 360 on the 15th. On November 15th. That's two weeks. That's four days Man, after Skyrim. It's right up there. Oh gosh, let's let's not get into that. No. That's a Crazy, deep, deep, dark huge pool. Year. Uh, Skyrim, actually, speaking of which, um, mm-hmm. I think by the time that this podcast will go up, uh, we will have yet another preview. Um, Fantastic. That will be on IGN.com. It's a preview that I did with my um, covering my time with the Dark Brotherhood. Dark Brotherhood. Yes. What? Can there be enough Skyrim previews? No. Skyrim? What? <laughs> hey, guys, what's your most anticipated game? I really want to play Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> My friend was telling me about Kaipan. Don't. Pardon me. I, I meant to say the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Sorry, the Elder Skyrim. Scrolls V colon Skyrim. Colon Skyrim. <laughs> Can I get a colon Skyrim? Capital S K Y Rim. Skyrim. 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 So let's move on. <laughs> All right. We uh, had mentioned uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 earlier. Um, huge news this week, guys. Huge bum, logo bum, this bum. week. Huge logo this week, guys. Right. Um, Grand Theft Auto 5 was officially announced via logo. Via logo. Now, via I'm going to go on record to be the first person to notice that it actually wasn't GTA 5. It was GTA 55. Because 
the logo has a giant V, Roman 5, and then it says 5 in the banner. So, 55. No, 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 I think you're wrong. Internets, everybody missed it. It's GTA 55. What I Here's want to know is. is what happened to GTA 5 through 54. That's the real question. <laughs> no, 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 you're mistaken. Um, it's actually Grand Theft Auto V5. From the, the it's an Versus offshoot five. series. Yeah, okay. Grand Theft Auto V is a different series. So it's it's like a CSI offshoot, kind of. A well, bit. it's like it's kind of like the Tekken it, it, Street it, Fighter X yeah. Tekken. It's Grand exactly. Theft Auto V five. Yeah, <laughs> so Watch it's like Tommy Versetti takes on see, the letter V. After all my musings, <laughs> I figured out the V is the same as the five on kind of like a five dollar bill. Mm-hmm. Five dollar bill is Lincoln's bill, right? Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh shit! Is that Boom! what the game's Here gonna first. be? Oh my god, were, guys, guys, we're going to Lincoln. <laughs> we're going I'm to so Lincoln. Excited. If this were a freestyle wrap off, I would expect Peter to like just drop his mic on the floor, <laughs> walk out of here, just hold it horizontal, and go bonk, and just drop it and leave. That'd be it. Be like the end of Eight Mile. <laughs> so let's do a real quick rewind theater. I, 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 rewind theater on the logo. Let's go. Do it. Okay, it's on. To the left here. Um, I don't know. I think I'm with the popular belief that we're going back to San Andreas. San Andreas, you think right. so? so? Okay. Because so, four retooled Liber- <coughs> Grand Theft Auto 3's Liberty City, and San Andreas was just huge and massive and awesome. And I think uh, we Colin pointed out, and we've been talking like some of the the casting uh, calls for different voice mm-hmm. actors pointed out like agents and kind of LA type stuff. So I would love to go back there in a fancy, fancy new world that I hope is just as big, if not bigger. Because Grand Theft Auto 4 definitely reined it in. Like, it's bigger than 3, but it's nowhere near the scope of San Andreas. And bring back planes. Mm. I think it'd be kind of badass if they took it to Europe. Like, do you mm-hmm. remember the uh, Grand Theft Auto 2 expansion? Yeah, the, London. Uh, yeah, London. If they did something like that, I think that'd be pretty badass. I mean, I think that would work really well in the new, you know, rage-powered Grand Theft Auto universe. Yeah. Absolutely. More like a lock, stock, and two smoking barrels kind of... Yeah. Ooh, good. You know, or... Good comparison, yeah. Or, you know, like Richie-esque. that... esque Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh... I agree. I think that would be great. Although I am going to sort of go with the fact that I think it will be San Andreas. And or, I think the V very know, much looks like American money. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's what they're going to do. I'm just saying I think it'd be cool if they did. I'm just trying to tell you like you're wrong. I think it'd be cool if they were Your playable. Your opinion is wrong, pets. stupid. Like they should, they should do something with the Grand Sims Theft Auto pets. pets. They should. Well, no, I mean, you should just be able to because the the big contention, like, <laughs> so we had we, we announced that GTA Five is coming. Woohoo! Everybody starts talking. What? Who's the main character going to be? Is it going to be somebody that returns? Is it going to be somebody related? Somebody that we've met before? Is it going to be uh, a guy? Is it going to be a girl? You know, we've even thought, okay, well. We've never had a female character, and mm-hmm. so I just want to take it to the next level. We've never had a pet that you can play as. I mean, what's up with that, guys? What's up, Rockstar? Why can't I play as a cat? I don't really <laughs> see Rockstar making that move. I see um, Volition making that move with Ooh. like Saints Row the Fourth or whatever the hell the next one's going to be the called. Third, the pets. Saints Row the kitty. <laughs> Saints Row the pets with a Z. So I'm being silly, but so anyways, um, the logo. The V has, you know, the um, the cash. Yeah, sort the green kind of kinda, cash re- money. Uh, get money, look. get paid. So cash money, homeboy. Uh, which is, you know, breaking news. Money will be a part of GTA. <laughs> um, what? I think no. we did a cool. Uh, Andrew put up a cool article about the the recent teasers Rockstar have done for their last few games. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. we were talking uh, all of us here at IGN yesterday about how the first Grand Theft Auto Four teaser was literally just cityscapes. 
Yep. So we're trying to see with, I think Nico did a voiceover, right? But we didn't know who Nico was or who was talking. Correct. And so um, five, are we going to get just this reveal with no real info or is it going to be in depth? Is it going to be gameplay? Who knows? What do you think, Shopper? What do I think? Um, what, what's this trailer going to be? It's going to be a rotating logo. Um, I think it's going to be <laughs> a lot logo. of GTA 55. A lot of misdirection <laughs> and probably a little bit of hidden stuff. I think they're going to hide a lot of information in this trailer and not make it immediately visible. Like, there's going to be massive study about this trailer. People are going to watch it and they're going to go, okay, do a, a freeze frame by frame look of this trailer. I'm sure we will do People like IGN. People like people like yeah, Rewind Rewind crazy bastards like IGN <laughs> will just obsess over this thing when it comes out. So now speaking um, back to GTA 4 and the, the teaser, when it, when it first came out, mm-hmm. um, because it was a fly-through, that was, uh, I, I think, the angle that they took because the, what you saw of Liberty City at the time was just littered with hints about what the game yeah. would have. Yep. I mean, uh, there was stuff running on the the stock ticker thing. I'm moving my hand in the studio, folks. Can you see? <laughs> um, I mean, all the billboards, you know. And then also, I, I think it was, the, you know, the first time that we saw the game running. Yeah. So we could see that there had just been a huge jump in fidelity um, compared to, uh, you know, the, the last game. So I like to think our first taste of Grand Theft Auto 4 was uh, table tennis. Did you guys <laughs> play that game? I just a little bit. Yeah. It was really, really fucking fun. It was a great time. And it was but so I mean, out of the blue the, for Rockstar, too. It's yeah, funny. But that was the first, like, proper debut of the Rage engine, mm-hmm. which is, you know, what's powering 4 and possibly 5. I mean, we're not really sure what's what's behind the behind the works there, but... I'm hoping it's going to be kind of a quick turnaround. Like, they show the new trailers now, and we're going to see it next summer, next fall. Yeah, I don't know. Typically, <clears throat> we, we get the game sometime within 12 to 24 months after the first yeah. big thing like this i think la noir was a pretty quick <clears throat> turnaround wasn't it no. i mean no no no, not not in its overall development but once from... they started prepping it back in um what 2010 the fall like november december they put up the first new trailer showing yeah. off all the new tech and everything right and then they that came out by may but obviously yeah that's a game they've been working on for way too long i think we're gonna see um this is my guess 100 percent, just pulling this out of my ass but I think we'll see Grand Theft Auto Five, Spring 2013. Might be right because we got to see Max Payne Three first. They've been pushing that one a little harder. Well, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. I mean, um, Max is coming out next year in mm-hmm. March, and uh, it's not Rockstar style to put something out right close to yeah. each other, and it's also yeah. not their style to come out in fall. No, they um, they very rarely, if ever, release stuff in the fall. They've been setting a precedence yeah. of owning this sort of you know, quarter two, uh, February, March, April, somewhere in that um, space. Good mm-hmm. point. And uh, and I think L.A. Noir came out in May, didn't it? Or, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so I mean, that was just a little bit Red later. Red Dead the year before. Yeah, Red Dead was, was May. <clears throat> was it in May? Okay. So, you know, early in the year, pre-summer, uh, when there's not a lot of competition, they sort of carved out that space for themselves. So I would tend to agree with you. Mm-hmm. So then what are the implications that come with that for what hardware we're going to be playing this on? So there's there's already rumors of the next box or the yep. Xbox 720 or whatever we're, we're, we want to euphemistically call it. Um, what do you guys think? What are we going to be playing GTA 5 on? I think we're still going to see it. On Facebook? <laughs> I think we're still going to see it on this generation. Yep. I agree with Peter. Because if they're going to start promoting it and releasing trailers now, if it were literally for another generation... It would 
be it would show up in the trailers. Yeah. We'd be like, an Xbox can't do that. No, not necessarily well, though. I mean, it's true. We we've seen plenty of. Um, you know, marketing stuff and promos and, and trailers come out right during a transition period, and yeah. and we see and we've seen uh, b- examples of both uh, Twilight Princess. <laughs> yeah, we, we've seen games <laughs> that have stayed on it on the original platform that you know you would think that it was, I guess, intended for, or timed for, and then we've also seen um, games cross over and then yeah. uh, move to the next platform. So yeah, but I mean, as far as Rockstar is concerned, I don't think they're going to put out the Grand Theft Auto. Five, or five is not going to be a launch title for whatever next generation of systems is. That's just not what they've done in the past. I mean, usually their launch titles are pretty B to C tier for them. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what do they put out for uh, PlayStation Two? They had like Smuggler's Run, and that was their big launch game. Smuggler's Run Two, <laughs> not on well, know, eventually. <coughs> so, but here, not at launch. Here, here's my dark horse theory. Um, which would go against pretty much everything with Rockstar, but could be interesting. Um, what if GTA V came out day and date with the Wii U, and it was a launch title? On the Wii U. On the Wii U. Oh, Can you so imagine that? that? I think that's strangely a bit more possible than it being on the <laughs> yeah. Xbox 720 or whatever the hell it's called. And imagine what that would do. So uh, if you think back, rewind a little bit to 2006 with Peter Moore's bicep and his, you know, his fake GTA 4 tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world was sort of taken off guard that the G- GTA 4 announcement was made during the Microsoft press conference at E3, yeah. uh, which then was basically saying, hey, we're, we're we're partnering with Microsoft. Uh, you guys are going to be getting DLC first on Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of putting you know a stake in the sand to say this is this is what we're doing with GTA 4. I could see them actually considering doing something like that with Nintendo, which would be a gigantic move um, for both. What, what what do you think about that? I think it'd be a lot more advantageous for Nintendo than it would be for Rockstar. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of like uncertainty and. And just kind of people, people are a little leery on on Nintendo these days. I mean, the the 3DS came out. It wasn't. Uh, we're talking about Nintendo on an Xbox podcast, no, but we're talking about games. So yeah, yeah, this yeah. is important. Because, it is important for sure. Because the, t- again, take a step back and think about what it meant for 360 gamers yeah. during the time of announcement. I mean, if th- E3 2006, uh, the 360 hadn't even been out a year. It had just yeah. come out the November before. So, right, I mean, right. how many people then thought to themselves, I don't have an Xbox 360, GTA's coming to the 360, I need to get a 360. Yeah, so that's is, true. It, but could, I mean, that, could that happen with, with Nintendo? Um, it could, <coughs> but I mean, I, I just don't see it in all likelihood. I mean, you know, like I was saying, the 3DS came out, it, it hasn't really done that great for them. I mean, no. there's a very, you know, famous price drop that happened over the summer. and Why hasn't it done that great, though? No games. Game suck. Ha ha. Yeah. What if... And I'm exactly. not saying this is going to happen. It's just... Uh, it's it's things, a good theory, actually. Things I think about when I'm <laughs> just sitting at my house watching <laughs> the Colbert Report. But uh, I just thought about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Also then, on the flip side, what if uh, GTA V came to the Vita? You think the Vita could uh, could actually run GTA V? Um, I mean, we, if, we're, we're seeing GTA three ported to the iPad. Yeah. Uh, Vita actually has, you know... Uncharted, mm-hmm. dual the version sticks. of Uncharted. Yeah. Yep. So if it's if GTA Five is really running on like the same engine or something they can modify, then definitely I think Vita could do it, which would be interesting. Yeah. So it's just you know, uh, we're, we're excited about the trailer coming out next week. It's on uh, the second, which is Wednesday. Wednesday. I yep. Mm-hmm. Wednesday morning. And um, so yeah, hopefully we'll have some of these 
these questions answered, and hopefully we'll know what platform it's coming to. I'm, I'm hoping uh, that we'll see and be introduced to the main character. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. learn the setting and all that kind of stuff. So... Hmm. Should be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, before we move on, what's uh, what's happening the day before that? The day before that? Tuesday the 1st. What's happening that Xbox 360 fans would be interested in? The Modern Warfare 3 live stream. Oh, shit. Bam. <laughs> so, if you, if you guys haven't heard, um, here at IGN, we are exclusively hosting a live stream from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, we're going to have Robert Bowling, the creative strategist from Infinity Ward. Uh, we're going to have Glenn Schofield, who uh, is at Sledgehammer, and he actually helped start. Um, oh damn it! What's the the Dead Space developer? Uh, Visceral. Visceral, and uh, he nice. actually is the co-creator of Dead Space. So he's going to be on the show, um, and we're going to be giving away, I think, maybe ten copies of the game on platform of your choice, which we know which platform you guys would choose. Yeah, absolutely. We also have a we, ton of other stuff. We're going to be giving away uh, Call of Duty Turtle Beach headsets, uh, Turtle Beach, or um, Call of Duty PDP controllers that are you know skinned with Modern Warfare Three and so on and so forth. So make sure you put that on your calendar and uh, join us and be awesome. So yeah. Fantastic. That's next Tuesday, Day. the first, and that's a week before the game comes out. Yeah, awesome. What? And uh, and sorry, we're also within that. We're going to be showing um, a full level of single player that nobody's, nobody's seen, seen before, nobody knows about, uh, and we're going to be showing off four new multiplayer maps that nobody has seen. So if you like Modern Warfare Three, join us. Even if you don't join if you us, hate <laughs> join us Modern regardless. Three, that's right. Join us. I imagine there will Check be a out. lot of Battlefield comments that day. <laughs> Just because that's how the Maybe world turns. A few. If you like Skyrim, go bit go get Kyskrim. Kyskrim. What, what was it called? Get your Kyskrim order pre-orders the, in now. The the Belvedere Scrobes. <laughs> the, the Belvedere Strobes. <laughs> Belvedere Scrobes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Kyskrim. Okay. Sorry. Keep okay. Going. Hey Casey, what yes. time is it? Sorry. Is it time for email? It is. Is it? Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That's what that meant. No. Dude. Oh. Ruined it. Uh, Juan Bedoya asks a classic. Sorry. <laughs> he asks us a classic TRL. That's three red lights, guys. Question. Uh, most hardcore and old-time fans will surely miss. Marry, buff, or kill. Gears of War 3, Battlefield 3, or Call of Duty 3. Or Modern, Modern Warfare 3. 3. Is what he meant. I have an answer immediately. Let's do it. I'd marry Battlefield 3. I'm going to just hold hands with those jets for the rest of my life. Sometimes. Have little baby jets touch. with those jets. Oh. I would buff <laughs> the hell out of Gears of War 3. Just quick and dirty. Keep it simple. And I'm sorry, I'm just going to kill Modern Warfare 3. Oh, wow. Damn. Oh, my God. I'm not trying to start a war. I love them both, but. <laughs> not trying to start a our war. Our time has passed. 3, modernly. Casey, what do you got? Uh, I am definitely going to marry Modern Warfare 3 because I love the single-player experience in Modern Warfare 3. I play the multiplayer. Um, I'm not the best at it, so uh, for people who don't like going up against, uh, you know, six times over-prestiged people, um, (laughs) that experience usually ends up tapering off after a while as Mm -hmm. everybody levels up. But I just, I have such a good time with single-player. So I'm going to marry that. I I would definitely boff Gears 3. Yeah, it's it's just such... It's boffable. It's just, yeah, it's just got... hot. It is hot. Anya... Good looking. Anya Strauss! You're just good looking. And then uh, I'm going to kill Battlefield um, because I just felt like I wanted more out of the single-player campaign. You're a campaign man. I I I understand. And I wanted it to... 
I would have loved nothing more than for it to just deliver such a overwhelmingly better experience than possibly what Modern Warfare oh, me too. will. And we can't talk about Modern Warfare yet in single player, so we're just not going to talk about that. But mm-hmm. that, that's that's me. I'm going to marry Modern Warfare, Boff Gears, and kill Battlefield. Sorry, guys. I am going to marry Gears of War 3. Oh. Just because I really love the the multiplayer in that and you know with the Horde Command Pack coming out and the more like more DLC is being announced and great mm-hmm. stuff and you know I have a season pass so I'm pretty jazzed about the potential for more DLC and stuff. I need to see it's kind of more of a, a long-term thing for me. Wow. And uh, I really <laughs> think that Gears, you know, will tell me I look pretty in the morning. I yeah, even when you don't. Yeah, you even know? when I don't. It's little, like those little white lies. That Gears help. does does this little black dress make me look fat? <laughs> and it'll say, "No, sweetheart. You look beautiful." And then we'll go have dinner at, at Spago's and <laughs> Maybe watch a new Kate Winslet movie. <laughs> Aww. See, I have this all planned out, guys. Get anyway, a little, get a few votive candles. So I'm going to marry Gears. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and boff Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 because, you know, I've. This is kind of how I've always been. Because it looks with, pretty and it doesn't last very long? Yeah. Well, whoa. Okay. Um, I've, I've always really <laughs> had brief love affairs with the call of duty series yeah like you know i i play them and i i level myself up through the multiplayer i get through the campaign i really feel that you know i i get a full experience with them and then it's done like i've it's been ages since i've played modern warfare 2 it's been ages since i've played you know black ops and that one just came out last year so i mean it's for me it's a bit more short-lived um and i will kill battlefield 3 only because that's the last option I have. I'm still, I'm still having a by great default. time. Yeah, by yeah, default. Right. I'm still having a lot of fun with with Battlefield 3. The Mary Boff Kill rubric is imperfect. It so is. It is. It's yeah. flawed. But, alas. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Wombadoib Naked. Good question, by the way. Yeah. And good choices for that question. That's okay. right. We need to bring that Agreed. back, guys. Mary Boff Kill. I like I'm, it, Let's too. make it happen. Let's, let's do, do it. at least one every week. Locksmiths that are listening, please send us Mary Boff kills. Locksmiths unite. Okay, this one comes from Caleb in Ohio. Hey, Locksmiths. Awesome podcast. I've been a listener since day one. I know that some of the rumors out there about the name of the new Xbox is that it may be called Xbox 720. This weekend, I saw the movie Real Steel, and they had a bot fight at the Bing Stadium, and there's a banner above the stands that said Xbox 720. I was wondering if that is a confirmation by Microsoft that the name is going to be that that is going to be the name of the new console. I don't think that Microsoft would allow them to use their name and products and likeness without their seal of approval. Thoughts? Well, it's a movie. Um, yeah let's just start here i mean a work of fiction how about this for just uh for for comparison's sake anybody Mm -hmm. here see airplane yeah okay so for sure if i remember correctly airplane was the movie where somebody was in the terminal and there was like a rocky 29 i think and it was like an old crinkled wrinkled up you know uh and it was obviously just making fun of right right you know the, the sequelness of the Rocky series, which at that sure. time I think when, it, when Airplane came out, it was like only on Rocky too. So. <laughs> but wow. uh, I mean, I, I think this is also a case of probably a tongue and cheek joke from. I can't talk today. I think it is tongue and cheek actually. Tongue and cheek <laughs> joke from Microsoft. We got, to, we got because some winners coming out of today's episode. <laughs> Everyone, please somebody send me a dictionary. Kai Scram. Kai Scram. Uh, if it's called, if the, in the movie, it's called Bing Stadium. I think this is some 
not so subtle product placement from Microsoft. Yeah, for sure. And, for sure. Yeah, yep. and done um, in like a like you know a, a funny little in joke to yeah. Xbox gamers and just yep. general people in the know for Microsoft things. And I, what year is the movie set? Real Steel. Um, I Later, don't know. I don't know in the in the not too distant future. Not too distant. When Rock'em Sock'em Robots is a yeah. uh, a nationwide a way of life. Time. That's right. Um, well, you, have you guys lifestyle. seen Have you guys seen The Island? Not to go back to Michael Bay. No, no. But oh, well, I played Dead Island. Yeah, that's not what I asked. There's a um, in the beach. <laughs> I want to play Kai Scrum. Kai Scrum. Kai Scrum. Griggle Stab. I don't know. I'm just, no. Sounds like a great name for a game. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's a part where they're you know doing this like virtual reality boxing match and they're fighting each other and they have like these realistic <laughs> human avatars and there's an Xbox logo in the background, but it's the old Xbox logo from um, the original Xbox. Even though technically it takes place in the future, I don't know. Maybe Microsoft decided to get retro and use right. the original Xbox logo. But you know the, the point is it's it's you know just kind of a movie and it's not a confirmation or anything of sorts by by Microsoft, but it is kind of a funny little in joke for for Xbox fans and gamers. So, so uh, I I would hope to think that Microsoft would come up with a different name. Yeah, uh, my me guess too. my guess is they're they're going to move away from a number. <clears throat> yeah. If you remember, I mean the 360 the, the notion behind it wasn't, you know, to demarcate it with a number. It was, yeah. you know, it's an all-around, all-encompassing entertainment experience. That yeah. was sort of the, the what I think was supposed to inform that number. And I yeah. imagine that, like we're seeing with the Wii or mm-hmm. the Vita, like just these weird names. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Microsoft might go in that direction where there's the Microsoft Xbox. Uh, who knows? Film. I don't think it necessarily needs to be an Xbox anymore either. Yeah, I mean know? they can get it completely away from that that name. I mean, there's there's That's a blasphemy. There's a branding Shut thing your to pie hole. Well, come on. What are what are they going to call it? Well, the, well, what are they not going to? You think that they would just go completely away from their brand? Nintendo. I mean, did it's, it. a, it's a PlayStation. Uh, it's a Nintendo Wii though. So, well, well I guess you're right. Fuck. Well, it was, there you go. well, you know what? I mean, they keep from from the inception of um, Nintendo's products, though. They've always had their name in, yeah. You know, the Nintendo sixty four. The well, I guess so PlayStation yeah. one. But the PlayStation console is, ahead, yeah. so that set like the three precedent. Yeah. But we only have two Microsoft products to look at, so it's but hard with to Nintendo, judge. Nintendo, we've had NES, we've had SNES, and then Nintendo. I mean, so the sixty four that was the name of it. I mean, pff. yeah. Um, yes. I don't know. I just don't like brand name followed by number. Oh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't either. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. It, it's kind of inconsequential, honestly, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see kind of what they come up with. I don't know if they, they're going to get rid of the actual Xbox name. Hmm. I don't know either. But I don't, think, I don't think it's, back to Caleb's point, I don't think it's a confirmation by Microsoft, but yeah. I think they want to make sure you know they're still working on gaming stuff going into the future. I think it was just a cheeky joke. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, a I cheeky. Mean, Tongue in cheek. <laughs> it was a cheeky. cheeky. Totally. It was super cheek. Okay, guys, this one comes from Montel from Wisconsin. Hi, Scram. Hey, Lockers. <laughs> I'm Montel from Wisconsin. <laughs> Woo! We have a Halo Combat Evolved coming out soon to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the game. Do you all think that we will have a remake of 2 in 2014, possibly on a new Xbox console? Uh, I think that that's entirely plausible. Um, mm-hmm. I think it partially will depend on the success of anniversary mm-hmm. which i imagine uh, anniversary will enjoy success um i think the big question is 
do we need a Halo 2 remake? Um, and I would probably say, me personally, mm-hmm. I would like to see this sort of anniversary treatment given to Halo 2. Um, meaning, Halo Anniversary, as we talked about before, isn't a total like redo of Combat Evolved, where it's just like, here's every single Combat Evolved map. Um, anniversary just sort of has the best. And with Halo 2, we've already seen over half of the multiplayer maps uh, be remade. Um, and most of them are the, the the biggest or the sort of fan favorites from Lockout to Midship to Beaver Creek and so on and so forth. Personally, um, I mean, I would love to have an updated version of Halo 2's campaign. I it, So many people griefed that. I really had fun, even though Peter didn't finish it. But um, <laughs> I'm going to just marathon through the Halo series that I missed. Halo 2's not that long of yeah. a game. It is. It's um, pretty I do short. have it sitting at home. But, I mean, think about it, guys. Like, I, I don't know how much you guys played Halo 2. I, I played the fuck out of Halo 2. There's very little fuck left in my Halo 2. But, um, I mean, to have some of the, the original Halo 2 maps remade, like Turf um, or Burial Grounds or Gemini or Relic, uh, I mean, dude. those are e- Even Elongation. Like, playing SWAT mm-hmm. on Elongation is so much fun. Uh, I completely miss that. Um, I was one of the, like bummed out people when they shut down the Halo 2 servers and you know, it was inevitable I mean yeah. I, I, it was heroic that they had been up as long as they were um, so in answer to Montel's from Wisconsin's question um, I think it's absolutely plausible mm-hmm. and I think if we see uh, Halo Anniversary do really well um, depending on where they are sort of in the development cycle Halo 4 will have already come out Yeah. Um, and if we do have a, a, a new Xbox that's not called an Xbox um, then we'll see. Possibly Halo could be on this non Xbox box. <laughs> I think I think <laughs> the upshot here is that I need to go beat Halo games. And uh, considering I actually do have to leave right this very minute, oh, are you serious? Maybe I'm going to go <laughs> play wait, some Halo. Is this a reoccurring thing? Like somebody it just leaves? <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm going to leave you with Shopper and the Beard and Chief. But uh, Bye, keep Peter. on listening. There's there's good stuff coming. Good stuff coming, guys. And just you, imagine Peter. my answers with at least one to two mispronunciations. Hi, Graham. Kites Graham. <laughs> Bye, Peter. Bye, Peter. Bye, guys. But you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, can, we can move on, but I just, I love talking about Halo 2. It's one of my favorite games in the whole world. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, and I think it's, you know, a, a lot of people say what they will about the campaign, but I, I had a lot of fun with it. I liked being the Arbiter. Um, I thought that was an interesting... Spoiler! Whoops. Sorry, guys. I, you know what's interesting is uh, it, the campaign wasn't, like, horrid, but it also wasn't, you know... I could take it or leave it. I yeah. I played Halo Two for the multiplayer. Yeah, and I think that's, that's what I played more, and it was so enduring. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it finally took the series online, which well, not finally, it's the second game. Well, you, I mean, you, arguably, Halo Two made Xbox Live the yeah. success that it is. It, it, oh, for it sure. proved that there was just this giant community that will continue to play mm-hmm. the exact same game every single day. <laughs> no, folks, it wasn't Crimson Skies. It was Halo Two. Yeah. Um, and when people talk about you know Call of Duty put Halo or uh, put Xbox Live on the map, well, no, it was Halo Two, mm-hmm. um, largely, or at the very least, back in those days, um, you know. Uh, that's what everybody was playing. So. Yeah, I mean, it's you know extraordinarily telling that when the 360 first came out and supported software backwards compatibility, uh, the most played game on Xbox Live was Halo 2. Yeah, like people well, were sure. still. <laughs> but you know what? If Combat Evolved, uh, if their online component had been playable on Xbox Live, I 
probably that would have been more oh, popular sure. because more people, I think, identified with those maps. Although, the, I mean, the maps in Halo Two are just so epic. I could just talk about it forever. I mean, yeah. um, I guess what I would really question is um, which maps would they remake? I mean, the ones that I named off, I think, would be uh, good candidates. Um, the other really, really good maps have already been given that treatment, so mm-hmm. that would be sort of the the question to determine. Because I don't know if, right. if there's a huge sort of outcry for people to want to play like backwash or like waterworks or something um you know or some of the the less popular maps but i mean like even like warlock warlock is that i mean and that's an old mm-hmm. uh, combat evolved map um yeah that was a uh, wizard but right um anyways I, I montel i think you're onto something here you should write a letter to 343 or better yet maybe we will <laughs> we'll send an email <laughs> totally guys grab <laughs> <laughs> So we got time for one more, Casey. Oh, damn it. I know. This one comes from Richie0427. I haven't bought Battlefield 3 because I can only buy one game, and it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 for me. But if I rent it, will I be able to play the multiplayer since it's published by EA and I will only get a tenth of the experience? Multipass. Discuss. Lilo Dallas Multipass. Lilo Dallas Multipass. Um, well, Richie, unfortunately, I think that you may be out of luck if you want to play the game online. Um just by renting it. Um, Battlefield 3 does use an online pass, um, which is a... It comes in the box of every new retail version sold. Um, it's a one-time use redeemable code that locks into your uh, account, your uh, your gamer tag, basically. And um, that's how you can play online. Unfortunately, I don't think that they have a solution for that for people who are renting the game. Well, they do. You can just buy the pass. Well, yeah, but if you're that's what 10 bucks? Yeah. So you're basically renting Battlefield 3 for like I don't know, 16, 17 bucks. I'm not saying it's a good solution. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean, for somebody who just wanted to play it for a little bit, yeah, they'd have to pony that uh that cash up and yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> if you if you did want to rent it and check out the single player component um, I know Peter wasn't too hot on it, um, but if you just want to check out the game and see how it handles and, you know, kill some some AI baddies, you know, that's definitely worth considering. Um, there are worse ways to to spend a night of, you know, rental bliss. You could rent Bullet Witch. You could. That would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> or Fusion Frenzy. <laughs> You could totally rent Skaburbalim or whatever the hell we came up with. I don't know. It's it's amorphous. It just keeps turning into different shit. Every time we talk about it. So we can't take any more of these questions? Um, We're just going to ignore the email. I'll let are, you pick one. Are we out of time? Okay, let's do Andrew. Okay. Andrew Mickelson. Okay. Andrew Mickelson, come on down. With the upcoming-ish release of Prey 2, I picked up the original for four bucks. Wow, it's a However, good I recently got Batman, Rage, Crisis, and Battlefield. Is the game worth the time to play it? What are your thoughts on the game? First of all, why the heck did you just go out and buy Batman Rage and <laughs> Battlefield? That is that is a lot of games. Hopefully you're making time for these and not just sitting on your shelf. Yeah. Um, because that's just a shame. Sad. Uh, so here's the real question. <laughs> Batman, Rage, Battlefield, or Prey? Hmm. <laughs> what say you, shopper? Um, definitely Prey. Oh. No, no, no. Um, first off, play Batman, because I love Batman. Let's just turn this into a, a Mary Boff kill. Oh, you, God. You ready to do that? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Okay. On the fly. So, this is how we work. <clears throat> okay, for me, Mary, Batman, because Batman's a fucking stud. Uh, Boff, Battlefield, Boff it. 
and kill prey. You uh, you uh, really have to play all of those games. Prey can wait. Um, there's a lot of time between um, Prey 2's release and now. Um, do you know when it's tentatively coming out? Is uh, it's sometime next year. They, it's up in the year? Okay. They haven't... As far as I know, I'd have to go look. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's cool that you got it for four bucks. It's definitely worth that. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool little game. Um, it w- probably won't take you very long. I think I finished it in about um, 10 hours or so. Um, but it does a lot of really cool things. Like, you know, the, the spirit walking ability and the, and the use of portals um, at the time was pretty, pretty groundbreaking stuff. So I really enjoyed Prey for what it was at the time. Um, I don't know. You played it too. What do you what do you say? I, I'm a huge fan of Prey. Okay. Um, I I love it. So <clears throat> I I'm remiss to say I would kill it. I would probably uh, <laughs> I'd, uh, at least for now bring it back yeah. from the dead. Here, here's the thing: is um, next week we're in November, and so before you know it, everyone's going to be on holiday break in December. Um, you know, granted, you have a lot of games here to play, Andrew, but um, you know, make time for Prey a little bit later, or maybe mm-hmm. just pop it in while you're playing some of these other games. But I would definitely focus on Batman. The, yeah, I, absolutely. I can't say enough good things about Batman. Rocksteady just out- outdid themselves. I think Arkham City is fantastic. So awesome. But I love Prey. Very cool. All right, and that does it for our email segment. Go ahead and say it one more time. Email. Good job. Sorry. Okay, um, if you have any more questions or just want to shoot the shit, tell us how we're doing, uh, send a message to unlocked at IGN.com. Remember to keep your questions short and sweet so that we can address them on the podcast. Or conversely, hit us up at Twitter at unlocked, at P. Eichmann's, at Lynchtacular, at IGN, and myself at Stephen underscore Hopper. And uh, we do have a winner to announce <gasps> for the Gears of War 3 Cole resin statue. The Thrashball Coal, as it were. And the winner is Anthony Gatilla of Antioch, California. Whoa! Congratulations, man. We will have that in the mail to you soon. Woo! Was that, like, did that sound like Cole? That was kind of. I don't know. Woo! You need, it's like high <laughs> but deep exactly at the same time. It's like, let me try it differently. Whoa! Woo! Kind of like that. Scooby Doo. <laughs> <gasps> oh, Shaggy, what a Shaggy, what a play, Kite Queen. <laughs> Awesome. Very cool. And our next giveaway, actually. Um, wait, a, wait, we're giving something away this week, too? We are. How is this possible? That's three weeks in a row. We're on fire. Are we, I just, think. Are we givers? We're on fire. We're givers. We're, we're a very giving bunch over here. So what do we got this week? At the podcast, Unlocked uh, podcast. Um, what we have today is a Halo art book called Creating Worlds by the guys at Titan Books. Ooh. A really awesome look at... Um, some halo artwork it's now, it, a gorgeous book is it just like a skinny little pocketbook that you could just fit in your oh Levi no jeans? oh no no what, no what, what kind of a book is this steven this I'm is scared. a big hardcover book a big hard what what <laughs> come on man no it's uh it's hardbound um it's pretty beefy it's got a lot of pages of some really great artwork so if you want to check that out well what are they going to do casey I think they need to send us an email, and uh, in that email, they need to tell us what their favorite Halo map is of all time. Absolutely. And make sure that you uh, <clears throat> let us know where you live, in what city, or you know, state, and country. So. Absolutely. Yeah, send us along your, your addresses and stuff. Send those to unlocked at IGN.com for your chance to enter to win Creating Worlds. Okay, and up. 
we have a meta achievement to close out the podcast. That's a terrible sound. I don't know why I made that. <laughs> it became it was thrash ball coal and then it just became a really bad car alarm. Dude, that guy down the street with that alarm, she needs to go to hell. Yeah, no kidding. What the hell is that all about? Fuck that guy. Okay, Casey, tell us the meta achievement. Meta achievement, uh, since everybody's playing Battlefield 3, we thought we could do something community-oriented. So we want you to go to the Podcast Unlocked Facebook page and either create a thread for setting up a time to play Battlefield 3, or we're hoping and assuming that uh, a thread will already be there sometime soon. So jump in there, try and meet somebody uh, on the Facebook page that you can hook up with on Xbox Live, and then take a picture uh, of you in the lobby with a fellow podcast, Unlocked Locksmith, and uh, send that to us, and that will net you how much? 35 gamer points. 35. Now... It's a big one. There is a special twist to this. If you manage to get into a lobby with one of the actual IGN locksmiths, whether they be Shopper, Pikemans, or me, then <laughs> how, how much does that net you? Uh, that's an additional 15. What? That's it? Okay, fine. An additional 30. Double it. Okay, wait. So it's Double it up. 65 it's points? That is a random... 60. Six, th- 30 for the original, 30 for the if you meet one of us. What? It's a meta, meta achievement. <laughs> Look, folks, I don't this get shit paid is so meta. to do math. Okay, so it's, okay, it's so, math meta. So play with somebody from the, the Podcast Unlock Facebook group and get 30 points. Play with one of the IGN locksmiths and get 60 points. Is that what we're saying? Yes. Okay, then so take a picture with whoever you're playing with uh, from your lobby uh, and send it to us at... What's the email? <laughs> <laughs> Unlocked at IGN.com. Or KaiScript at IGN.com. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, we should probably give them our uh, gamer tags. Right? Oh my gosh, that's right. I mean, how are they, they going to get that 30 points? What's your gamer tag? Be way too meta. Mine is Stevanos, S-T-E-V-A-N-O-S. And mine is Lynchtastic, which is L-Y-N-C-H-T-A-S-T-I-C. And Peter's is Gouda space... Day, space, number two, space, die. It's a good day to die. There you go. So, yeah, meet us up. Earn some meta achievo points. Well, guys, that should do it for the Podcast Unlocked, episode 31. Uh, Thanks for listening. And my fellow locksmiths, Peter, wherever you are, it was good having you on the podcast. And you as well, Mr. Lynch. Thank you. So, thanks, everybody. And we will catch you next week. Guys, Kaiscream. Blobder scrolls. Blobder I did have dinner with Reggie from Nintendo, sat next to him. <laughs> the Reginator? Yep. How do you say his last name? Is it fils me It's Phil's aim. Phil, it's probably fils me <laughs> I have no idea. Come on. I Everyone says Phil's aim. I had dinner with, with Reggie Phil's aim. Reginald Phil's aim. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.